One of the things we have to think about as public speakers is how do we build up our wealth? Wealth gives you many options. It allows you to travel more places, which allows you to spread your message as a public speaker. So that's why in this episode, we're going to talk about how do we build our wealth. The expert who joins us for this session, she is a master financial coach, public speaker, entrepreneur, and author who has coached people with a variety of money issues. Her mission is to inspire others to rid themselves of debt and build wealth. Her number one Amazon best-selling book, Money Matters, provides motivation, methods, and manners for increasing your money. Our guest who joins us for this episode is none other than Karen Ford. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Karen, I'm so happy to have you on Profitable Public Speaking. And wealth is so important for people to be thinking about. The earlier you think about it and the earlier you start building up, the better. But it's never too late for anyone to get started. For anyone who is like not really feeling good about their finances and their wealth outlook, how do you suggest we get on the right foot? Well, first of all, that's a mouthful that you just said, Mark, and that is so very true. It doesn't matter how old a person is, it's never too late. If you have debt, you got into debt, you can get out of debt. And if you wanna build wealth, even if you feel like it's late in the game, it's not too late in the game. You can still get in there and build wealth. So I recommend to folks, the first thing that you need to do is come up with a vision. What do you wanna see yourself doing in five years, 10 years, even one year financially? Where do you wanna be? Now, obviously, if you make a $50,000 a year job and you wanna become a multimillionaire in six months, uh, that may or may not happen. <laughs> so the goal needs to be realistic, but set up the goals and put that vision before you so that you can move towards that goal that you've set before you. The second step that I ask people to do is to set up a budget because the number one way to uh, create wealth is to budget. In fact, most millionaires, multimillionaires, have a budget. I know that's hard to believe, but they just don't spend their money just because they have it. When they spend money, they do it with purpose and they have a plan in place. So a budget is the second thing that we need to do. <laughs> and I can go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that uh, is really shining right away is this focus on numbers. And I think people get overwhelmed about wealth and accumulation when they don't know what numbers they have to do now to get the numbers they want later. Like there's so many people who say, I want to have a million dollars. I want to invest that in a way that gets me $3,000 each month. But uh, you don't really think about how are you going to get to that goal. And Karen pointed out the budgeting and the realistic goals as well. Now, one thing with realistic goals, I do feel like there are some people who they will interpret realistic goals as these super easy goals that don't push themselves. So <laughs> how do we set realistic goals that do get us out? Because, you know, if you're making X amount of dollars each month, realistic is saying, you know, keep making X amount, but how do we go for more while keeping it possible? 
And that's a great point, Mark. That's very true. We don't want to make it so easy that we don't push ourselves a little bit. So let's just say your income is, say, $5,000 a month, right? And let's say your living expenses are $3,000 a month. I'm just throwing out some numbers. For you to say, well, I'll, I'll save $20 a month. No, 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 no. <laughs> if your income is $5,000 a month and your living expenses are $3,000 a month, then we need to push ourselves all the way. Start saving that $2,000 a month. Set a goal that's realistic, but also measurable and something that you need to attain. It would be easy for a person that has an excess of $2,000 a month to save 20 bucks. Anybody can do that. But let's push ourselves a little bit and start learning. Listen to podcasts like this that Mark has and start uh, teaching ourselves and educating ourselves so that we can learn what the market is doing. I mean, I'm an avid real estate investor. I enjoy the stock market, especially when it's on the upswing. <laughs> you, know, <but laughs> you have to watch that because at times, you know, the economy waxes and wanes. And so there are certain things that cause that to happen. But start learning, start educating yourself. And so if you want to build wealth, one of the keys is to be an avid learner. And anybody can do that. You can pick up a book. You can listen to a great podcast like this, but educate yourself. That's a great point. And I do think there are not enough people who do take that education uh, to, you know, those next levels and beyond. Like it's one thing to say, you know, the stock market's up today. It's another thing to have like a set criteria for what you look for in a dividend stock or a real estate investment. And the more you learn, the more confident you become with your investments because you know what to look for. And Karen mentioned something so important uh, because, you know, the, like she mentioned how the economy goes up and down. And for public speakers out there who, you know, you could be spending a lot of money on travel, especially early on. And, you know, if you have a downswing, people get more protective. Uh, so how can we just be able to, get stronger psychologically so we are able to handle the downs and not get too overconfident with the uh, bull market movements. I think that's a good point, Mark. Definitely, we want to be confident in our decision making, but we don't want to be so overconfident that uh, we're just spending money left and right to travel and, and to get ourselves out there, so to speak, with speaking engagements and marketing ourselves. So we have to set up, honestly, you have to set up a budget each month. Look at the bare amount of money that you, what's the lowest amount of money you've made in a month? Ask yourself that. If you're a public speaker, if you're an entrepreneur, what's the lowest income you've had for a month? Base that budget on that. Because as a public speaker, you may end up with a lot of speaking engagements this, per, this particular month, but maybe next month you're only going to have two speaking engagements. So if you base the budget on the lowest income you've had, then anything over and above that would be gravy, so to speak. And so if we do it like that, that's wisdom. We're confident in our decision-making. We know if we only have two speaking engagements, we're still good with the budget. 
And if we end up with 20 speaking engagements next month, then we know we're really set with our budget and have excess in the bank or for investments. And it's really good to be thinking about, you know, like what's this month looking like, what's next month looking like uh, with all of your finances, with all your speak gigs, because that helps you make the right decisions from a wealth building standpoint, from a, you know, all the different standpoints. Like if you are, if you're not doing as many speaking gigs, that's a good opportunity to reach out to potential clients. That's a good time to do podcast recordings. So being able to time, not like people think about, you know, just like timing the market, but also timing the types of work you do in relation to, you know, what your schedule looks like and what your investments look like is really going to help you optimize your returns and optimize each and every day. That's right. That's absolutely right. Optimization. That's the key right there. You're optimizing your time, you're optimizing your talent, you're optimizing your treasure. So, you know, money, you know, it, it, it's like water. You know, it can run through our hands very easily and quickly. It's a lot easier to spend it uh, and it, uh, a lot easier to spend it than it is to save it. That's the hard part is holding on to it. So if we will look at it like that from that standpoint, then we're looking at it more realistically. And I do love that analogy, money being like water. And that's why you see a lot of people only saving $20 a month instead of that whole 2000 a month. In the previous example we covered, how can we get more disciplined? So instead of the money slipping through our fingers, we're pouring it into the cup to really stick with the water <laughs> analogy. You know, that's a good question, Mark. You know, I, th I have discovered this. If someone really wants something, they will discipline themselves to do it, to attain it. So the question is, how bad do you want it? <laughs> I look at it like this. Let's say there was a deadly virus going on. I mean, really deadly. And there was a vaccine that's so expensive. And the only way that you could save your life or your kids' lives or your, or your spouse's life is to pay all this money for this expensive vaccine. And you had to start saving up that money right now today. You couldn't use any money that you already had saved up and you couldn't go into debt for it. Would you start beginning to save today? Yes, you would, because you have a motivation, a goal in mind. And now you're gonna become very disciplined to save that money so you can buy that expensive vaccine to save the life of your child, yourself, or your mate. So the question is, is how badly do you want it? That's the question. So discipline is not a natural thing for people. Uh, when I go to the gym, I don't really want to go to the gym because I want to, okay? <laughs> I want the results that going to the gym produce. And so I will discipline myself to drive to the gym, go in there and have that trainer tell me what they want me to do. And I'm making my body do it for the next hour or hour and a half. I don't like having to do that when I go to the gym, but I like the results. And that's what discipline does. Most of the time, we don't like having to save. We don't like having to tell ourselves no to that latte every day <laughs> instead of once a week. We don't like that. But we will like what that discipline will produce if we have more 
our money in the bank, if we've invested some money in the stock market, or maybe we were able to make a purchase that we previously thought we would have to go into debt for, and now we paid cash for it. So how do we discipline ourselves? Ask ourselves, how badly do I want it? And am I willing to do whatever is necessary to get it? I mean, that's a really great question to ask and the whole whatever is necessary. That's stuff you write down and just make that list long. Like you don't want to laundry list on your to-do list because that overwhelms you. But in this case, this is your why. Uh, the longer you can make that thing, the better because um, sometimes like a motivation may disappear. Like you may hit that check mark and now it's no longer motivation because you've already accomplished that standard. So then if you have a whole bunch of other whys, if you have a whole bunch of other reasons why you badly want to have the financial discipline, that's just going to help you even more. Like for some people, it could just be like, you know, let me get out of debt. But you go bigger and you say, I want to make $1,000 a month of passive income from my investments. And that's a bigger goal. And that's something that when the debt goes away for people who are in that situation, when the debt goes away, there is still a major why, a catalyst to keep you moving forward towards building that wealth for yourself. That's right. That's exactly right. And I like what you said, Mark, make that list long. Don't just put one goal on there, the why behind it, the why behind the what. Don't write one answer make a list that's long because you don't want to get rid of that why the first time and now you have no motivation. So make your list long. I like that. Yeah, making your list long, that's just definitely going to help. Another thing that's going to help is, again, to be educated and to educate yourself throughout this process. Karen is a great person to follow to stay educated. Her book, Money Matters, is also a great book to grab a copy of. Where are some other places we could stay educated and follow you on your journey? Oh, absolutely. Well, I have a website, KarenFord.org. I have a YouTube channel, KBF Money Managing, a Facebook page, KBF Money Managing as well. <laughs> we will have those links in the show notes for everyone who wants to follow Karen and her work. But once again, thank you so much for coming on Profitable Public Speaking. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much, Mark. My pleasure.